Monday Night Raw podcast from the shadows. Look, doing the damn thing. WWE. It's good, y'all. Monday Night Raw last night emanating from San Fran. What is that? The Chase Center? The new home of the Golden State Warriors. The arena looked, uh, it felt brand new, and the crowd in San Francisco were totally into the show. Open up the show yet again with uh, the Universal Champion. You know, he's talking, he's talk, cutting his promo about his matchup coming up at Hell in a Cell in a couple of weeks. And uh, out comes Braun to interrupt, and they have their uh, old clash of words, uh, you know, and they, you know, getting ready to just get into, you know, the matchup with uh, Seth and uh, The Fiend at Hell in a Cell. Here tell uh, these guys at WWE might be trying to insert Braun into the match. If that's the case, and I'll just throw it out here early, I think that's a great way to not have uh, the Fiend get pinned, but also not have the Fiend walk away with the championship too soon. Now, that's just me throwing spaghetti at the wall. It's not up to me as to whether or not he becomes champion, but he has a level of mystique that, uh, if not overdone, totally, uh, you know, just ride that wave of momentum before he actually goes on a title run, but uh, Rollins is uh, going one-on-one with him for right now, so who will survive, who will prevail, you know, once they do go into battle, we will see, but um, Braun seemed a little more aggressive in the promo, Seth is definitely, uh, he's, he's working with the crowd and they're they're receptive to him you know is what it seems like at least that's what uh the san francisco crowd was giving off so with that good opening segment we get into uh the oc taking on the viking raiders next up like i said back in the tag turmoil match this is where their rivalry uh started stemming from and it was a very good tag team match last night between these two teams. They went back and forth. The OC, Gallows Anderson, new theme song. I think it makes them look badass. I thought it was, uh, it made the entrance look a little stronger, you know, and we already know these guys are capable. Hit a boot of doom, and I believe it was Ivar that kicked out. I mean,. Well, at 300 pounds, man, this guy Ivar flying around the ring and trying to do like, you know, things that we see guys like, oh, guys, well, guys like Sheamus do say like that, but then we see uh, women superstars like uh, Charlotte doing, throwing themselves over the ropes and landing on the apron and such like that. This guy Ivar is huge, and it's take nothing away from Eric at all, but it's just like, wow, these guys really might have a real good claim to those tag team championships as the tag division continues to, uh, you know, rebuild itself. I think that the Fatal 5-Way matchup later on, having one half of the tag team champions in it, killed two birds with one stone, making the tag championships look stronger and like they mean something, but also having Robert Roode positioned in, like, a really good space as, uh, you know, I don't want to say up and coming, but he's, you know, he's now, I, I think that he's starting to really be portrayed as 
a, a character to be paid attention to, you know, from an in-ring perspective and also, you know, from like a, a promo perspective. Like he had an interview backstage and he totally had a lot of uh, intensity. He has his moments and he knows what he's doing. So you can just see the experience there. So he's just waiting to really, you know, shine through. Either way, uh, Viking Raiders pick up the victory. Uh great Viking experience to uh, close out the match. I believe Anderson took the move. Good, good stuff. It was a good landing. It was a safe landing, but it looked a little sideways, and it just made the move look all the more more impactful. So, yeah, if we forget about it now, let's just get into it. You know, as far as tag division stuff goes, we got ALP backstage running almost the same promo but they're still talking in their language and there's nothing wrong with that and they're uh oh you don't know we could beat people up hold on i thought this shit was hilarious the way they just went out into the hallway completely beat up with heath slater and some rando that we couldn't see i don't want to be foul but we just gonna call him kurt hawkins for now and um yeah and the camera went black And next thing you know, these guys are back in the room, you know, fixing their ties and such like that. Like, see, I thought that was great. It just happened so fast. It was just comedy. So um, all in all, uh, Viking or the Viking Raiders pick up the victory over the OC. Some people are mad at the OC for still losing and such like that. New theme song. I think there's plenty of room for badassery left. So, um, yeah, good opening segment and good opening match. Wait. The phenomenal United States champion AJ Styles was out with the OC, you know, just to have the three-man energy. Something happened and he got kicked backstage. Now, I don't really think he was doing anything. Not really my call for the rules, but I think the referee was uh, making a wise call because you, you, you want to just try to stop this stuff before it gets too started. So he sends AJ backstage. AJ, AJ gets to the top of the ramp complaining and um out comes Cedric Alexander with still bringing the fight saying don't count him out I guess you know uh and and stay off the goddamn dirt sheets you know the rules by now so um good stuff and I enjoyed it so now let's get into the next match Rusev and oh my goodness and his mustache pardon me yeah Rusev and his mustache uh, took on EC3. Very rare that we get to see him on Raw. Pardon that. But Ruru and his mustache took on EC3. Very rare that we get to see EC3 on WWE television nowadays. Uh, we already know how this went. EC3 worked as the enhancement talent. Ruru was, uh, you know, in there just showing off again. And... I I feel nothing. You know, <laughs> I you know you want you want to see superstars get to the best well get to the best levels they could. So yeah, you want to see superstars do like the best possible things, and you know get in there and get themselves over and all of that good jazz. And it just hasn't really happened for EC3. Uh, I'm not even going to get into the potential reasons as to why it, it, it is what it is, you know, and hopefully he can work his way up the roster uh, more so one day. 
Uh, shouts to Rusev for picking up the victory. He's back. It has officially been quoted. No, he's not the father of Mike Kanellis's, uh excuse me, Maria Kanellis's baby. And uh, Mike Kanellis, I assume, still is the dad. But it's, uh, it's Elaine. And if it's more of a storyline, then we'll just see how it unfolds. But it was a nice way to reintroduce uh, Rusev back to the main roster. I thought it was uh, fairly comical. It was, it was just good stuff like that. It was just good last week. And bringing Rusev back, even with his new mustache. I mean, I'm cool with Rusev doing the goatee. Maybe if he does like the full, maybe, well not goatee, the um, like the chin strap. Maybe if he does the full goatee, he won't look as crazy. Like I just feel like he's. Like the Bulgarian Robert Rude now, you know, like I understand character reinvention, but Ruru, you were fine. What were you trying to do? Get these people to forget about Rusev Day? They didn't. We're just waiting for it. Everybody in WWE Universe is just waiting for Rusev Day to come on back around. Maybe it'll come back, maybe it won't. Uh we will see how the uh how the mustache and no beard feels about it. Along with the uh, the guys in upper 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 creative, so uh, all in all, good match from uh, both. EC3 looked good, you know, taking his hits, and uh, you know, Ruru looked strong still, hitting all of his moves of doom that we know him uh, so well for. So all in all, uh, you know, segment moved things by. So I'm not too. I mean, I'm not upset about it. It was just like, okay. I mean, I'm glad that these guys got television time. So maybe we'll see how uh, things continue to progress. If they do it all. Sasha versus Nikki Cross next. Bailey and Alexa Bliss ringside. Good stuff. Great match. Look, man. Everybody's been waiting to see Sasha. It's been like three losses. Everybody calling this a hot streak. Well, how's it a hot streak? She taking L's. I mean, it's tag team L's or, you know, stuff like that or disqualifications. But still, hot streak, I mean, I, I think it, from outside of the ring, yeah, she's totally on a hot streak. You know, inside of the ring, we all know she's capable. I'll say this. Sasha has been much safer in ring. Like, she doesn't do those almost kill herself moves. She's selling a lot better. I, I'm... I'm enjoying her on this heel run. And, you know, she's not too, too crazy badass. Like, apparently, like, what is it? The oh, the NXT boss, Sasha Banks. Like, we're not seeing that, but we are seeing, like, just, like, that great heel energy that they're looking for is totally there. And she has the star power for it. So anything that's going on in the ring with, you know, superstars like Sasha and superstars like, you know, well, the rest of the four horsewomen. And, you know, now at this point, uh, stars like the women's tag team champions, you know, it's like really interesting and we're wanna, we want to see what's happening and how they're able to continue telling the story as interestingly as they're telling it. So, um, good match from Sasha and Nikki. Great, great match. Uh, Bailey was trying to, you know, jump in here and there. Bliss, oh, oh, sweet, Sasha definitely uh, used uh, Bliss's little running corner smack thing 
you know, just just to mock her. And I'm like, oh, man, that was great. <laughs> like, because I didn't expect to see Sasha do it. And that is uh, maybe one of my top five uh, bliss moves in the move set. So, yeah, very good stuff. The women's tag champions, you know, and the first ever women's tag champions, you know, you can start, you're starting to feel and sense that tension between them. Not to mention that Sasha and Alexa Bliss have had a long simmering rivalry for uh, for some time now, and uh, I believe these women are professional, so they're not really letting it spill through too too much, but. Sasha picks up the victory, and, uh, well, I believe, well, Alexa Bliss hit a cool little forearm on Bailey and tossed into the timekeeper section. After the match, Sasha continued to beat up on uh, Nikki Cross and got the uh, one-up on Bliss when she was trying to jump in. Bank statement on both, and man, oh, man. Now Sasha and Alexa Bliss are going to be going at it. Sasha getting a Rousey treatment somewhat, you know, just running through the women's division. But I am totally excited for how, you know, she continues to just do her in-ring thing. You know, like, this is no favoritism. I, I like all of the women equally on the women's roster. And right now, Sasha and Becky, well, all four of the horsewomen. Oh, you know what? Let me say this. What y'all doing with Bailey, man? How y'all just letting, get, letting Bailey get beat up every week, man? Bailey's supposed to be badass now. So let her go back to bullying. And I mean, even when she was pushing Charlotte out the chair, it was just a little more edgy. Now she's like smiling. Let's not sit here and act like, oh, no, things didn't change. Bailey, turn up, man. I mean, you don't got to listen to me. But I'm just saying, like, people's complaining about it in a way. And. It does look a little like, uh, so nah, man, I'm not buying the whole, oh no, like, uh, nothing's changed since the hill turn, like, I'm still happy-go-lucky barely, like, man, you know, this is like the best heel work that could be done with a character like that, but no, because I'm, I'm, it's like just agitating, <laughs> you know, my goodness, once a week, barely event session so you know we love you Bailey but yeah you can't get beat up every week that's crazy like ill but um yeah all in all next week Sasha and Bliss in the ring backstage segment how do you think Bliss feels man I I hope that these girls go in there and tear each other apart sometimes it's for me personally I enjoy looking at the it seems like actual wrestling is happening where these women are trying to force each other down to the mat and they're scrapping and actually fighting. So the moves won't look as crisp. That's fine with me because it gives to more of the real element of the match. I thought it was just fine. I've I seen it happen with Ronda and Charlotte. I've uh, seen it happen as recent as last night with Sasha and... Uh, Nikki Cross. So we'll see how Bliss and Sasha uh, translate that uh, next week. Let's find out, though. I believe Lacey Evans was in action next against Ember Moon. A good match. 
I figured for a second that Ember would win just because she's got more skill, but the story here looks like, uh, what is it, Lacey's get improving in the ring. A couple of heavy spots. It was a real good, like, uh, apron-type stunner thing that Ember did. Maybe she'll add that move to the repertoire. She leaned back and, you know, slid down to where her feet and ankles were holding her on the ropes and the apron. She grabbed Lacey and then just jumped off and hit, like, this high-arcing stunner-type move. Great stuff. Uh, Sharpshooter. Uh, Lacey fell over, but this is what I mean with just some of the realer elements of a fight, you know, like shining through. You had Lacey fall over, but that ultimately we've seen her go down to one knee with locking in the sharpshooter just for the added pressure. And man, Ember had to tap to it. I'm, it you know, if you're looking at it like you want to see a mistake happen and you're going to call out a mistake I see an actual fight. I see two sports entertainers trying to bring the big fight, and that's what both of them did. Take nothing away from Lacey nor Ember. Uh, I, I want to see Ember a little bit more often, but it can't just be like, no disrespect, but it can't be like the Kalisto moveset where we just see some things. Like, we need to see what Ember is really capable of. And, I mean, with, you know, time allotments and all of the rest of that stuff, in ring, I'm not like pushing the the rush, you know. But we we you know the the women's division right now. I think what is that? Two women's matches in a row, pretty much. You know, we're seeing a lot of uh, you know different moves, and it's a lot of uh, acclimation that's being done with the different superstars move sets as far as the women's division goes so i wasn't mad at either one of the matches i thought they both went really well i think that all all of the women included were you know highlighted and took that made the most of their television time and such like that so it was good stuff all right this 24 segment or 24 7 segment was uh something that everyone had been long awaiting uh, Carmella pinned R-Truth to become the new in, uh, 24-7 champion. Everyone's chasing him around and such like that. And Carmella stops everyone, said she's tired of, you know, being on the run and blah, blah, blah. And uh, eventually pins Truth for the 24-7 championship. My man Truth understood exactly where she was coming from. And it was kind of smart. But, you know, it's not like the Maria Canellas thing where now it's a pregnant champion. You're just a regular champion now. And out comes a bunch of the 24-7 women's division. And, you know, they're chasing it down. And it was funny, good little element where they tried to put R-Truth on the back, couldn't carry him. So then they switched back to regular position. And off they ran into the night. <laughs> so... Um, good stuff. I, you know, wasn't upset about it. It should be real interesting to see how women superstars are, uh, you know, added to that. It's a good opportunity for some superstars. I know I've seen some Dana Brooke and we've seen some Sarah Logan. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if this continues to, uh, play out as the weeks progress with the 24-7 championship. So now next up in a King of the Ring rematch. 
we had Chad Gable, where I am, uh, I'm low on short jokes, <laughs> and that's the only one I'm going to tell, but uh, yeah, we had Chad Gable taking on King Corbin, taking full advantage of his King of the Ring victory, uh, ha- just assimilating himself with the new character revamping the king of the ring idea in itself great stuff theme song change i know they just go with the half and half hodgepodge of a song but this one actually sounded good i like it i think uh it's just just heel-esque you know i've been saying this for almost a year now you know corbin is a great heel. He's probably like the quintessential heel because he really doesn't care and he takes joy in, you know, the displeasure of the WWE universe. So it's it was good. I thought it was pretty comical to listen to his song with the royalness and now he has like his new King of the Ring robe and crown and scepter. The crown looks awesome. I believe it's made out of, uh, what was it Michael Cole said? Uh, carbon, valerian steel, and uh, something else. I think it was valerian steel. But, yeah, that was it was good. Um, great stuff on commentary. We don't know how long we're going to still have the three-man booths heading into, uh, you know, the big next parts of the, you know, you know, everything with the Fox deal and such like that. But um, yeah, it was fun listening to commentary, go back and forth and banter about the King of the Ring stuff. Uh, Corbin, man, he's been on a tear. And Chad Gable is the perfect, perfect character to uh, play off of him with. You know, it's like the hill face dynamic. They had a great match. Corbin disqualifies himself, uh, being in, I believe, the ankle lock or something like that. Grabbed the scepter and hit him with it, or Gable. So it was good. Uh, great back and forth match. Great action. And um, all in all, I liked it. You know, there's a great story that was told. They both were very athletic gentlemen, and they just told, they, they did great. I thought it was an excellent segment, an excellent match. Well, rematch. But yeah, if there's uh, more of it, then so be it. I believe Gable still wants some of that static because he ain't trying to be done with it just yet. After Corbin cheated when they had such a great, great matchup one-on-one for the King of the Ring championship for the, you know, for the title. Let's call it that. Fatal Five-Way. Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, uh, Robert Roode. AJ and another character that slips my mind right now. Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakacontinental. Hey, good match. Elimination. I'm not even about to sit here and go in chronological order. Just uh, Ray eventually wins off of a frog splash after the 619. It was good, good stuff. Uh, Ray is going to be taking on Seth Rollins next week on Monday Night Raw. This leaves room for The Fiend. I believe that's what's going to happen. I'm predicting that here. Um, It was uh, good stuff. We know The Fiend is going after Legends. I think that'll be a great way for uh, 
you know, Fiend to pick up another name on the wall, on, on the list of, uh, you know, superstars that he's been just taking out and building toward the match. I'm not, I'm not against having the Fiend on in these moments. Some people are saying, oh, it's the same thing every week. But that's just spoiled and entitled. Well, that's entitlement. Oh, my. Anyway. Yeah, so. All no, it was good stuff. Wasn't upset about it. Um, it was good from uh, the in-ring perspective. All five of them going at it. Ray picks up the victory. Next week, we're going to have Seth and Ray in the ring. And in the uh, main event, we had uh, Seth taking on Braun Strowman. No, t- no title on the line, but a good match between the two. They uh, you know, both fought hard, and um, the Fiend eventually does interfere. Takes out Braun Strowman. So, um, Wow. You know, the Fiend taking on Braun Strowman, taking him out even. Uh, the hop in the ring when they were both, you know, going face to face after the first mandible claw where uh, Braun got back up. I thought that was excellent. I thought that was very, very good stuff. Um, you know, they're continuing to build the Fiend and they're building toward the Universal Championship matchup at Hell in a Cell. So that was Monday Night Raw, folks. Shout out to everybody that brings you the podcast each week. I will see you guys tomorrow for SmackDown Live. Peace.